0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lock, lock, radio.
1: Uh, you know what time it is? Time to hang yeah, out cool. with Mr. Cooper. We're Mr. Cooper. We're Mr. Cooper. We're Mr. Cooper. ladies, from Mr. Cool
0: from Mr. Cool from Mr. Cool Guy. Hey, coop we're Mr. Cool, we Mr. Cool Guy, Mr. Cooper, with Mr. Lady Scoop, from Mr. Cool from Mr. Cool yeah. uh.
1: Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Season three still going strong, guys. Make sure you tell all your family, your friends to tune in right now to blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Big Scoop with Coop. Also, make sure you check out the website, www.thebigscoopwithcoop.com. Today, guys, um, my guest on the show, all I can say is wow. Um, If you enjoy HBO, if you enjoy the shows that you're seeing on HBO, like a lot of people are, you're going to really enjoy this guest today. Um, she's doing big things. She's actually have had uh, her hand in the pot for seeing what you're seeing on HBO. So, guys, I just want to say um, you're going to really enjoy this show, so tell all your family, your friends, associates to tune in right now. But, you know, enough of me talking. i got to bring her on right now. The one, the only, Kara Buckley. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, thank you for having me.
1: yes, anytime um everybody if you don't know who Ms Buckley is, she's actually um part of the am I correct the original content for um the hBO shows
0: Yes, that's right i'm uh a part of the original programming team and um, um i work I on the work on the side. side nice, very
1: nice now on this show, Ms Buckley, just to let you know um we always talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on actually how to get into your career, and much more. But we always start from the beginning. So, Kara, when did you realize that you wanted to um, start working in the television industry?
0: You know, um, I went to I went to a college where there was kind of a culture that. People largely worked in finance if they could, and I had a really um, traumatic experience uh, doing that the summer after my junior year because I just didn't like what I was working on. It wasn't for me. And so when I went back to school for my senior year, I thought about – I was an English major, and I kind of thought about um, what I like to do and – Reading, writing, kind of movies, TV, all that stuff was interesting to me. So when I was a senior, I got an internship at The Daily Show with Jon Stewart in New York. Um, and I worked as a PA, essentially, um, and I really loved it. Uh, and so kind of that experience, that internship opened my eyes to the fact that, like, people do stuff like this full time for their jobs. And um I ended up applying to a couple of talent agencies out in LA um, to see if I could get a job in the mailroom somewhere, and I ended up getting hired by uh, William Morris Endeavor. So I moved out to LA. I began in the mailroom, and um, WME was uh, is. In 2009, William Morris merged with Endeavor, and Endeavor was a boutique TV agency. So there's a really strong television department at the company, and when I was in the mailroom, that was something that people definitely talked about, Um, just that the TV department was so great, and kind of the beating heart of the company was with the television department. So there was an opportunity to interview for a television agent's desk and um, I got that job. I worked for uh, the first guy I worked for, Alex Botnick, for three months and then I um, had the opportunity to go work for Ari Greenberg who runs the entire TV department um, for about a year and a half. And then being at the agency, um, I loved it. I absolutely loved the company, but I definitely realized I didn't want to be an agent um, agents are kind of more the business end of um, show business, and I mm-hmm. wanted to do something a little bit more steeped in the creative aspects of it. So I, um, with Aries Blessing and Help, ended up getting a job at a company called Legendary, um, which was starting a television division. So it was the third hire in their TV department, and I came over as a kind of junior executive um, and worked there for two and a half years. Also had a really great experience, I think, um, because it was such a small place, I got to have a lot more responsibility than I would probably have in a comparable position at a larger studio or network, and um, developed a couple shows there. I found a script that ended up being made into a pilot, which is kind of ultimately what helped me get promoted. And then this job opportunity at HBO opened up, and it was many months and rounds of interviews. But um, I started here February 8th. So I've been here like three and a half months at HBO. Wow.
1: Wow. And, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, and the thing is, with your career, it seemed like, You've had a lifelong career, and it seems like, you know, that it's the end, but you're actually still in the prime and you're doing big things. And just listening to some of the people that you work with, I mean, it's amazing. That's what a lot of people would love to do. And it's like you're living a dream that a lot of people would love to do. So I do want to say congratulations to you, Carol, you. you know, the accomplishments that you have done already.
0: Thank you. I feel amazing. very lucky.
1: Yes. Yes. Now, um, also at the same time, how did you feel as far as it goes, or how excited were you when you found out that you got the position at HBO?
0: I was very excited. I mean, uh, it was about six months of interviews. I think I I think had seven interviews. Um, so it was a long process, and at some point when you're interviewing for that long a time, I think you start to kind of uh, I kind of just it felt like something I was living with so long. It wasn't like I went in, had an interview, and got the job. Um, so there was definitely an element of kind of disbelief when I got it. Um, but I I feel very honored. I mean, uh, I think it's a real privilege to be able to work at a place that program shows that I actually watch. Um, okay. So often, people who work in entertainment, you know, you kind of you work somewhere, and it might not be a place that program shows that you watch on your free time, but you try to make the best of it because it is still, you know, I think all jobs and development, if you're passionate about this type of work, are coveted and interesting, and so you kind of just try to find the best parts of it. So I, I was extremely excited, particularly because I grew up loving HBO shows and I still watch HBO shows today, like on my free time. So, uh, I was definitely really happy.
1: Now, since you just mentioned that about, you know, watching HBO from growing up to now, um, is there a, in your eyes and other people's eyes, HBO, do you see a tremendous turnaround of HBO? I mean, for the positive, how the company is actually going, what they're doing and everything.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say, um, you know, when I started, about a week before I started, the person who was running HBO Drama um, left the company. And so I, my first day was the, also the first day that the this uh, my boss, Casey Boyce, who was running the comedy group, is now running uh, both groups. And it was kind of his first day, too. And I think um, one thing that might be a little bit different going forward. Um, that I'm really excited about is, like, he talks about how um, he would like to program stuff that's a little bit younger going forward, a little bit younger schooling. Um Smart pop is a phrase that he likes to use um, that, you know, maybe in a year or two, you might see some shows, some HBO shows that you wouldn't, Uh, necessarily expect, which is to say maybe some kids in high school, maybe a show about some kids in college, um, something a little bit younger. Um, So I think that will be different going forward. Um, I think one thing that's consistent through, you know, the many years that since The Sopranos is I think HBO is synonymous with quality. Um, which is why I know I'm drawn to watching the shows here and why so many other people are as well. Um, I think the writers and the directors and the talent that are working here are not just the best in the TV industry. They're the best um, in entertainment, period. And we have novelists and journalists and, you know, people from all different um, mediums of entertainment that work here and so we're so lucky to you know kind of work with the cream of the crop that is you know the art the best artist of today and that's something that I think has been true throughout the years and is still true now um, which is great.
1: (laughs) And, And I definitely agree with you on that Kara because if you look at the programming of what you all are showing within the last three four years um, it shows that you all are working with the cream of the crop because, I mean, as far as it goes for premium television, HBO is is up there, and you can't find those shows anywhere else. I'm, I'm not counting DVDs or anything like that, but, I mean, you guys are actually originating stuff that you won't find anywhere else, and and the numbers, I mean, speak for itself. You guys are blowing numbers out of the water. Um, for example, like Game of Thrones. That, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous how, how the numbers are, the ratings are for that show. And I mean, you guys are like pulling things in and it's like, you all are putting on steroids and it's like really blowing up. So I I just want to give a big shout out to everyone that's working for HBO. That's actually putting their hand in the pot to bring in these shows because you guys are the greatest. So Kara, make sure you tell everybody I said, thank you. I
0: will. I will. I can't take credit for the stuff that's on air Uh, right now so I will happily uh, relay that and I completely agree with you Um, you know Game of Thrones is obviously awesome and um, we all feel really lucky to be a part of all of these shows for sure
1: oh yes now can you tell everybody that's listening worldwide right now um, what it's like on a day to day basis you know being manager of television development for HBO what is it like
0: um you know, it sounds cliche, but no two days are the same, for sure. Um, we, Our day basically consists of listening to pitches from writers, directors, um, which is to say they come in, they pitch us ideas, and they say it would be good for a television show, and then we kind of discuss it with our group. Um, we work on both development, which means shows that aren't on air yet, that are in the process of hopefully getting a pickup to pilot, which is you know, shooting the first episode as a kind of proof of concept. And when a show, like if a pitch sells to us or if we buy a script that an agent has sent in, um, it goes into development, which means that, you know, we have a slate in drama, it's about 50 projects um, that we're working with, write, with writers usually, but sometimes writers and directors and sometimes talent too, to kind of develop their show. So if we bought a pitch, for example, um, we're overseeing them, take that pitch, put it on the page as an outline, and then as a first draft, second draft, third draft, and then ultimately gets to the point where we decide if we want to move forward with making a pilot or not. and um, then that would be production of the first episode of the show, and then at that point you kind of see how a couple pilots turn out and you pick maybe one or two to go to series. And, um, you know, we only program for Sunday night, so we have one one hour from 9 to 10 and then two half hours from 10 to 10.30, 1030 to 11. And um, so we have current, you know, our current shows on air, they will be – two executives working on each current show as well, which means, you know, part of that is reading the scripts for every episode, watching the cuts for every episode, um, you know, discussing with the creators, the writers' rooms, kind of where a show might go and giving feedback. Um, So it's a combination of hearing new stuff, um, working on things that are in development, and then working on shows that are currently on air Um, and then we have an enormous amount of reading, of course, which is a combination of um, original scripts that agents and managers submit to us for review um, for a potential sale as well as just writing samples. So, you know, sometimes we'll get a writing sample for someone that we just want to See if we want to meet with them generally just to know about them, and sometimes we'll get samples um, that are basically like a version of a job application to go on the writing staff of a show that, you know, is in its first, second, third, fourth, whatever season. Um, so during the day, it's a lot of meetings and phone calls. Um, at night, you know, I read every night before I go to sleep. Um, whether it's a script that's in development or a script that is a sample or something that's, you know, episode three of season whatever of a show that's currently on air. Um, So it's kind of a combination of things. Nice,
1: nice. Now, besides for the people that actually, or the agents um, that come in and they actually, you know, pitch it to you, face to face. Is there any other ways that you all or any other sources that you all actually try to find, you know, that hidden talented show that should that you all feel like it should be on HBO? Like do you all look on YouTube or Vimeo or any other places like that to try to find your Yeah, we
0: do. we do. We do. Um I- we read mm-hmm. a lot of books. A lot, of, um, um, a lot of, We have relationships, relationships with um, book um, agents who agents will slip us manuscripts before they're published. published and, um, uh, you know, we you look know, for a book in books. It can come from it anywhere. Come we have a show that. Called, Westworld called Westworld that's going to be going coming out. And not down to right right my Um from the 70s podcast, newspaper articles, articles, magazine articles, articles video games, games, whatever. It's whatever. coming from all different whatever. places. And as an executive, you can totally a flag a source, source of, of IP, IP, and then yes, after, yes, we after we option soft, the material, material, you can add a, add a writer right, into it right, after the after fact. fact. Um, so it isn't um, always writers always that are coming in with, in with ideas. Sometimes it happens in the other way where have a concept based on magazine, I recall, and then we're looking for a writer to develop that project with.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. Because, you know, there's a lot of shows that's actually, you know, that's out there that people are putting on YouTube and people are putting on Vimeo and all these other places that, you know, and I think a lot of people are actually trying to get found and they don't know how to do it. So, I mean, for people that's out there, actors, actresses, managers, pro, uh, directors, producers, guys, listen to Kara. She's giving y'all hints on how they actually try to find this stuff. So, guys, put out the premium stuff. If you're trying to get on to that next level, I mean, there's a shot. Just, you know, get it out there. And don't give up on your own crap. That's what I want to
0: say for anybody.
1: Don't give 100%. up. hundred
0: percent. I mean, I think agents and – And managers you know so often look at YouTube and um, vine and Instagram I mean Twitter all these mediums to find talent now for sure so I think it's a great time to be an artist because you can put your stuff out there and let Representatives find you or executives find you for sure. Happens all the time. All mm-hmm. the time.
1: I definitely agree. Now, um, what type, well, how hard is it for a person to get their content shown on HBO?
0: It's really hard. Um, it's, you know, I think for us in particular, we're only doing original programming on sunday nights one night a week that's not many hours of tv a year it's not many slots and i think that's part of why the quality is so high because we all put so much into making sure that the programming that we have is the best version that it can possibly be um but it's tough because we're not like a broadcast network a cbs that you know can program every night of the week, and we're not Netflix, where you know they have they don't have time slots. You know they can buy as much as they want. Um, so it's hard, just in terms of real estate. I mean, there isn't that much space, um, and that's before you begin the conversation of just really how um, I think high quality. Um, a show has to be to get through the door here um, right. you know a lot of times things go into development and they never actually become a television show um, but what I will say is that you know as there are opportunities and places that you wouldn't you know necessarily realize from a first glance you know for example Lena Dunham has a Cinderella, you know, an amazing story where she had a short film and she came here and she developed and her Shogun, Aaron. Now it's going six seasons. incredible. Um, right. But mo- that's not typical. Most people, particularly television writers, spend years on staff of other shows before they can, you know, go on to make their own. And it's great training. And maybe you don't have your own show on air for, I don't know, many years, but you're participating in creating someone else's show so that, you know, by the time you sort of have your shot, you have a lot of experience, like, being on staff and stuff. So um, it is very difficult, but I think there are ways to write for, an HBO show that, you know, isn't, it doesn't mean that you necessarily created that.
1: I see where you're coming from. Well, everybody that's listening worldwide, if you're, I mean, like I said before, if you want to give it a shot, I mean, get your, know your craft, get it down pat, send it out there. I mean, there's a possibility you may be seen. So guys, don't be discouraged out there. Just continue to try to do your best and see what actually happens from there. Um, Now, your opinion, Kara. do you feel that Charles Dolan knew that HBO would get as huge as it is right now when he first started?
0: I I don't think so. I mean, there was was no way for him to know really. Um, I think not only HBO, but television in general is so often talked about as like pre and post Sopranos, you know, Sopranos really changed the way that, People saw for the first time that TV could be just as good as movies you know or books and that it wasn't kind of a lesser medium um, I don't think he ever could have anticipated that that would that would happen on you know his air um, I think when HBO was originally founded it was largely viewed as a platform for sports and you know movies um, and they did this sort of experiment with The Sopranos and it worked out absolutely beautifully to the extent that it's really changed um, ultimately the landscape of television in general.
1: Right. Um, but
0: no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he could have known. Um, I don't think so, but.
1: And, and like I said, at least within the last five to six years, I mean, HBO has stepped up to another level than what HBO used to be. Now, when I'm saying that, I'm not saying that HBO was horrible because you guys never were. Because if you were, you wouldn't be in business where you're at right now. HBO would not be in business. So HBO is still one of the top-level, you know, premiums that you can actually get. But I agree with you. I don't think there's no way that Charles Dillon would have known that these type of quality shows would actually appear on HBO. There's no way. And I think you all are shocking the world every year for the stuff that you all are bringing on. So once again, Kara, even though you said that, you know, with these current shows, your hand is, you have really nothing to do with it. But at the same time, I say you do because you're a part of this company. All of you all like chained together. You're part of this company and you guys are actually bringing in the cream of the crop. So I'm saying congratulations to you and everyone else, because without all of you all together, I mean, this couldn't have happened. And I think that you all are going to continue to grow, too. So I'm going to be actually staying tuned to watch and see what exactly that you guys are going to do. So I'm a fan of HBO, just like the millions out here that's listening right now. So I just have to give that out to you. Now, um, since we're talking about these shows, Kara, what are your top five favorite shows, and I mean of all time, on HBO that you can say – Hey, it was in the past. I can rewatch it again, or is showing that?
0: Um. Well, my favorite show ever, um, HBO or otherwise, is The Wire. Um. I. I'm not sure I've ever seen um, another television show, or ever will see another TV show that um is so really like important. Um. I think. You know, the Russians, right, like David Simon, and I think, you know, maybe a couple of investigative journalists came out of journalism, but it, the way that he um, so completely explored the city of Baltimore and sort of the different um, facets of society and Um, the institutions that we're forced to interact with was stunning and heartbreaking and, um, you know, I actually studied it in my sophomore year of college. I took a class on The Wire or that largely used The Wire um, as material in the class and, you know, it sounds easy to say, but it was a show that really changed my life and was you know, one of the most beautiful um, stories I've ever come across, um, including movies and books and everything. So for me, The Wire is kind of uh, the ultimate. But uh, I love The Sopranos. Um, I love Game of Thrones. Um, okay. Girls, which I'm working on now, is um, a sh- I, I love Girls very spicy so I love it um, and I thought the first season of True Detective which is of course an anthology series was really fantastic as well um, I know that's five but I I think those are probably my top five um, I definitely kind of as you can tell tend towards drama um, more than comedy but uh, I loved Silicon Valley and these as well um, yeah, I
1: think those would be my top. All right. nice. Okay. Nice. Now, um, I know in a few months there's gonna be a film festival in Miami. I think HBO will actually be out there also. It's the American yes. Black Festival. Um, yes. do you know how many people will actually be representing HBO that's gonna be out there?
0: You know, at least four. It might be as many as like ten. I, I know that there'll be three people from the original programming team. I actually might be going. I'm not sure yet. Um, but there'll be at least three people from just my team. And, you know, there are only 11 people that work in original programming. I think there are, like, 2,400 people at the company. So um, I, it, it may be 20 people. I don't know. But at minimum, it will be, like, four.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah, because um, I was actually in um, in a series, it's called The Wicked Series, and uh, we actually shot three episodes already, getting ready for the fourth one. And I know my director, he's going to be bringing it down there also for it to be oh, shown wow. So that's um that's a great thing. The HBO will be out there. You know, there's a chance for not just my director, but a lot of people to actually, you know, show off their work and their craft. So yeah. HBO and everyone else is going to be out there gets a chance to see everything. So that Definitely. is a great thing. Yes. Um, what is your ultimate goal in HBO?
0: Um, I think my goal is to develop a show and get something on air that is meaningful to me, like a meaningful experience, and to most importantly work with great artists um, and support them in any way that I can. Um, you know, I think I mentioned I was English major in college. I've always loved reading. I've always loved um, watching and reading stories, and that comes from the writers. And, you know, with visual um, storytelling, it comes from writers and directors and actors. And um, I... I am doing this because I, I love um, hearing what these people have to say and what they come up with. And um, I would love to develop a meaningful, or many meaningful, relationships with artists and you know, be able to have sort of a collaborative experience. I think for me that would be the most um, fulfilling thing.
1: Nice, nice. Now, is there a way that um, people that listen to Worldwide where they can actually, you know, follow HBO or even find you on social media, you know, to keep up with the latest and greatest and, and to see what's going on? Uh,
0: you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm sure that HBO has an um, uh, Instagram account. Uh, I don't even know. I'm actually not a big, big user of social media, but um, – uh, Follow HBO on Twitter, on Instagram, I know there are accounts, and, um, you know, as far as getting in touch with me, um, I think probably email is probably best, my um, work email um, is the best way, and I ha- I can give that to you after the show or we can figure something out, but um, right. I-, I think that's probably the best way to follow stuff.
1: Exactly. Okay, that is great. Now, I know you're a busy woman, Miss Buckley, so I'm not going to hold you up much longer, but I do have one question that people worldwide want to know the answer to this. So what advice would you give any male or female, you know, that wants to get, you know, they want to get, you already talked about how to get your content on HBO, but they want to actually become part of the HBO family for like an employee or to work or, um, to get into the television industry what advice would you give anyone that wants to get into this industry
0: you know i would say i would say that starting out in entertainment is it's tough you almost everyone's an assistant before they're an executive or an agent or even a writer on a show you know it's just the way it works and it's not very glamorous You're getting coffee. You're getting yelled at. um, You're taking out the trash, and um, that's the way that it kind of. Those are the dues you have to pay. And I think some. I think it's easy to think that you're above that, you know, especially if you let's say go to film school, which I didn't. But if you know stuff about the industry, I think it's hard to connect the dots as to how doing kind of seemingly. unrelated work that is often not very um, intellectually stimulating, how that can possibly be related to what your ultimate goal is. And I think an important thing is to never be above taking out the trash and to never be above sort of the lowest level of work that you're asked to do because um, everyone does it. Almost everyone does it. Works in this industry, and um, that's how you gotta go through that to get to the next level. Um, and even though it is seemingly unrelated, I think you have to be very determined. You have to be humble, um, and you have to absorb information well to kind of um, make it through the ranks. Um, and I guess that would be my biggest piece of advice because I think a lot of people, you know, who kind of come in with a big head, whether it's, you know, I'm going to be a great director, I'm going to be run a studio, I'm going to be an agent. Like, there are a lot of steps that go between starting out and that ultimate goal. And um, I think it's important to work hard and um, have a good attitude.
1: I love it. Kara Buckley, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. People that's listening worldwide right now, um, take the advice that Kara just gave you. You know, this is a step that can point you, well, she pointed you in the right direction on actually how to get to your ultimate goal in this industry. Make sure you go on social media, follow HBO, um, Twitter, Instagram, follow ball. all. Um, everybody is actually working on your skills. Continue to do your best. And like Kara said, don't feel bad about starting from the lowest level because you got to take baby steps to get to that next level. So, Kara, I want to say thank you again, and I would love to have you back on the show again in the future.
0: I would love that too. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you. All right, everybody, you have a great night. Until next time, everybody, I hope you enjoyed yourself on the Bit Scoop of Coop. <laughs>